The second half of the Phoenix Suns season starts tonight. What will we see? What should we expect? And will the Suns win awards? That's really what we are here to talk about. We'll do all of that with Aaron Edwards right away on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a contributor at suns.com as well as Dime Magazine, and a, a credentialed media member covering the Suns the past five seasons. Thank you for making Locked On Suns your first listen each and every day. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. I am uh, leaving the competition, the raffle, whatever you want to call it, open for the rest of this week to get the Kelly Oubre bobblehead. Uh, Aaron, if you send me the fact that you subscribe, I'd be happy to put you in the running. If you, uh, have you seen it? Have you seen him? Yes, I have. <laughs> he's, uh, he's pretty he, – they designed – I know for a fact he designed his own. I actually think Kelly designed all of the other guys too, if I remember correctly, because that was DA's rookie season, and I remember him saying he wasn't sure how to decorate himself from an outfit standpoint, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure Kelly did. I have DA too, but that one, uh, that one is not – going to be given away he's i feel like the Ubre bobblehead just went one for five from three right now he really did yeah he, uh, he just got traded from the warriors um and there's book but those aren't to be given away kelly Ubre could be yours send me proof dm me email me drop a, a comment below on this video by sunday night uh on sunday's show after the jazz game i will be uh letting everybody know who won so that'll be the last day to do it but let's get into this sh- this show which is our three biggest things to watch heading into the second half. So first off, I think we have to start with Chris Paul, Aaron. He played in the all-star game for two minutes. I don't really know why. Kind of gave the brief overview of the whole situation on Monday's show when, when we really got the news. But since then, we found out campaign might actually not be ready to go tomorrow. He's day-to-day still by his own description, which a player is almost hardly ever going to be you know, so pessimistic. So that, that might worry people. And there's been a lot of chatter about just what do the Suns do without him. So what are your feelings? What are your thoughts? Were you having a heart attack on Sunday night? Or are you feeling okay? How are you How are you doing? No, it did suck. But just the way the Suns treated the injury, like the last the those couple of days, it just seemed bad. <laughs> so I was kind of just mentally preparing for it because they didn't say anything immediately. It wasn't like a, he's okay immediately after he got ejected. It was just... Like, no sideline reporter even said anything about the thumb. It just seemed like it was bad from the start. It was way too yeah. secretive. And with the campaign thing, I just, like, it just came out of nowhere. I really thought he might have been close. But even the last game we played before All-Star break, he had the brace on still. So I was kind of a little skeptical of that even. And we have a lot of guards, but I'm not going to keep throwing rocks at him, but we're going to have to keep playing the the other one. <laughs> so I just can't even like, say his name. <laughs> I'm just exhausted of it. I thought we were free honestly. <laughs> and um yeah, I think Holiday's going to do well. I think Book is going to be more of the point guard and he's just going to just annoy people on defense mostly. The I'm going to be worried about the Book minutes for the most part going into the playoffs. That's going to be probably like my biggest issue, but I have the issue like with anybody else. I think our team is well-rounded enough to handle a situation like this um, because we're way better than the bubble and we have a lot of the same guys. And I just think they're mature and they're good enough to handle Chris Paul being out for a little bit. 
but it's just the minutes on book that I'm worried about. I just need them to at least do well enough to let them sit for a couple of decent spurts. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. The campaign thing, I I think it's important not even just to tread water with Paul out right now, but like he needs to get back on track. Like I don't feel as comfortable with the Suns in general, this, this, this playoffs, if pain is not what he was, because I mean, I don't know. I don't think people forgot, but like he scored almost 30 points in a playoff game. He was, I don't think anybody created a louder footprint center in the playoffs last year than when Cam Payne would hit like a big momentum three, that building would explode. So yeah, his entire series against, yeah, his entire series against the Lakers put them in the dirt. They didn't know what that that was possible from him. And his minutes when he came off the bench broke them. Like I didn't even expect it. And he would come in, hit like three threes and then book and CP got to sit for like, eight minutes, seven minutes, and then they would come back in. And I just don't think people expected that from them. And if we don't have something like that coming off the bench, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, for sure. And now he's getting drunk and going on Twitter spaces to remind them of it, which yeah. he's earned. Like, yeah. I can't say anything about go it. For it. <laughs> if there's any team in the league that he's going to go online and, and have some things to say about it, it's going to be the Lakers. I guess the Clippers too, because he, yeah. he, he was pretty good against them. But um no, I think it's pretty important that he gets healthy and, and gets back on track because I don't, I don't, I think like at his best, he's a better player than Aaron Holiday. They didn't go out and get anybody at the deadline. Like they need what he gives them. And so yeah. hopefully this can be an opportunity for him to, to get right a little bit. But, but on the topic of book, I agree with you on the minutes. I think the minutes are a big part of it. Um, but I also think the wear and tear of it too, just in terms of what he's doing while he's out there, because he is. I, like a lot of fans want him to kind of embrace that, that point guard stuff. I think Monty has been pretty hesitant to do it. I think book is totally comfortable to play off the ball. Now, if there's a situation where Payne and holiday are not playing well, then of course he's going to kind of pick that yeah. up. But I would worry that like, even if you're able to keep his minutes in check by playing Alfred, by playing Shamit more again, when he's back, assuming that's tomorrow, that's all well and good. But if he's out there, you know, pounding the ball a hundred, you know, time, like running 50 pick and rolls a game. Yeah. That's not great either. That's not what he's typically doing. And that could really wear him out. And then you're get, you're in for it too. So I don't know. That worries me. I, I would try to keep things as normal as possible, but that just might not be in the cards if Paul's out. Yeah. Like he's just not built to do the ball dominant point guard thing. Like, Luca's a big dude. Like a lot of those dudes are like big dudes that can get in there and bang and they work at the free throw line. That way they can get rest. Some still are at the bottom of free throw shooting. So it's like for a team that doesn't get a lot of free throws, just the pounding the ball and getting inside and all of that. It's just not like built for them. And he and especially for him. Like in CB3, he doesn't really get into the lane that much. He knows his spot and he gets there because he's a vet and he's the point guard. But like Book, he's still a lot of his game comes off of getting to the rim, getting to the mid range and getting fouled every once in a while. And I just don't think the getting fouled and getting in there on a nightly basis without Chris Paul is really a good like strategy for him right now. How worried are you that he will actually have to miss playoff games, Chris? No, I don't think he'll miss any games. I think they 
even probably oversold the amount of time he'd be out, which is smart. Like just to say he's going to be out the rest of the regular season, pretty much. I think the timeline is he comes back a week before the season ends. So I think like just doing that, they did it for a reason, but I think for the most part, he'll be ready by the time the playoffs come around. Yeah. I think it was, if he were to come back with at that exact six week mark, then there would be about one week left of the regular season if he were to come back at the eight-week mark, then he might miss some playoff games. But the other thing I pointed out is, like, even that report came out, he had already been hurt for, like, five days. Yeah. <laughs> the game happened on Wednesday. Like, the injury happened Wednesday. We didn't hear anything about it until Sunday. So it's like, if it's six to eight weeks from Wednesday... They knew it was broken all... Wednesday. What? They knew it was broken Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. And so if that like, but if that's kind of when that timeline starts and that moves everything even further up to where it's yeah. not likely he's going to do it. I, I don't know. And, and I agree with you on like the messaging standpoint. I don't know what is up with this team and being so weird and, and like <laughs> veiled about all the injuries, like not telling us anything throughout the whole playoffs. Nobody was hurt the whole playoffs, yeah. <laughs> according to Monty Williams. Nobody even <laughs> felt soreness. He, everybody was good. And then we come to find out it's like, yeah, you know, Mark Bryan, he actually had a heart attack and like this dude had a stroke and book needed cert. Like it was it was ridiculous. And it seems like they're doing the same thing again. Like when when I, I was there Wednesday night, book comes up to the podium and and I think Dwayne Rankin from the Republic was like, hey, you know, well, did you see Chris? What's he feeling like? Whatever. And book was like, he just got ejected. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we all know he got hurt. What's yeah. so wrong with saying that he got hurt? I don't <laughs> I don't get any of that, but I agree with you. I think he, uh, like, I think somebody had tweeted previously, he made it back in five weeks when it was six to eight. So yeah. if that's the case, like he'll, he'll even get some runway to end the regular season to get back, you know, into playing shape and, and whatnot. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. How, how pain can come back. If holiday just ends up taking on a bigger and bigger role, what book looks like, It'll be a test. It'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a fun subplot, assuming that Paul's health is is back to normal once he gets there. And it, it is just kind of a trial run for some stuff. But yeah, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's close out. The, let, let's let's talk about Monty Williams winning coach of the year. If that's something that matters to him, if it's something that matters to Suns fans, if, if he will win it, if, if voters are just going to be bored, we'll do that, guys. Right after a quick word from Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam. Kind of crazy to think March Madness is right around the corner. I uh, personally have no idea what's going on in college basketball. Usually I'm much more in tune, but BetOnline has the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Maybe you can make a bet on where Juwan Howard ends up if uh, if anywhere. BetOnline.net, the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs, including podcasts and news. That's right. BetOnline has content as well, keeping you up to date and in the know on everything to inform your betting. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, the UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So head over there to play some slots, play some poker, whatever you love to do. Head to the website today or use their mobile app. Learn more about the latest trends and actions and have fun doing it. Bet online where the game starts. So uh, it's funny to talk about Monty Williams and the coach of the year race right now, Aaron, because right before we hit record the Knicks announced that they are <laughs> letting Kemba Walker not play basketball for them for the rest of the season. <laughs> and, uh, the, the defense of the coach of the year trophy that Tom Thibodeau has been putting on this year. Um, the reigning winner is not exactly making himself look great. That reward, that award was kind of ridiculous 
when it happened, in my opinion, um, very much narrative based, very much Knicks driven, whatever. Do you think this matters to Monty and should it matter to Suns fans that that Monty could actually win it this year? I think it matters to the players. I think if Knicks players or fans could have traded Monty last year, they would have traded Thibodeau for him. And if they could do it this year, they definitely would have. I think this is one of those things, like, even as a Suns fan, you can just tell it might be one of the things the league wants back. <laughs> like, it just, they knew they blew it. I don't think people took the Suns as serious, and they thought that we were just going to be one and done in the playoffs. And I think it would have just been like, this is why we didn't give it to them, like, kind of thing. <laughs> and yep. the fact that we made it to the finals kind of made them look even worse. So I think it's just one of those things they want back. So I think because of that, they'll give it to him this year. But, yeah, I think, like, Memphis coach, he can get it just because teams that were bad that end up being good, they like to give it to, but not when it comes to us, I guess. <laughs> so I just yeah. think that um, either he's going to get screwed really bad by a coach that did better than he should have again, or he has the best record in the league and one of the best – offenses and defenses in the league uh two years in a row and they don't give him anything for it so we'll just have to see yeah it's i wonder how many times it's even happened that a coach won the coach of the year award from the coaches association but didn't win the media one um like that that in and of itself seems pretty insane to me but that's what happened, and I think – I said it at the time. I think that Monty getting the one from the actual, like, people that know what they're talking about, which are his actual competitors as coaches, yeah. probably means more than the media deciding that he should get rewarded for whatever he did. But I obviously agree. I think that's the key point. The players probably care more than maybe anybody else in terms of they wanted him to be – the coach at the all-star game, probably more yeah. than he cared about that. Right. So <laughs> I think that's, that's probably driving a lot of this. Um, do you think, how much credit do you give Monty for the team? Cause that's something that, you know, I day to day, like I don't really talk about or think about that much, but I think Zach Lowe was talking about it a little bit on his podcast recently when I was listening that like there tends to be this, thought around the NBA part of the reason he might not have won it last year is like oh well Chris is the reason that team plays the way that it plays or like the reason they're so good or you know maybe you give credit to James Jones for building the young core up or whatever and not Monty but I think that's kind of crazy yeah that's wild because Chris Paul is still playing the fastest pace he's ever played in his career and he wouldn't do that unless he trusted Monty and believed in what he wanted to do. So just that entire thing is just wild to me to think that Monty just has no power and Chris Paul is running stuff because we would really be stopping the ball a lot more if Chris Paul really had control of this team. And um, yeah, it's just like, it kind of doesn't make any sense that like just people feel that way about him. He coaches his ass off and you heard even during All-Star Weekend what Jokic was saying about him, like he was learning about how great Monty was. It's just like, he's just a good person and he's just really great at being a coach. And I think just around the league, the players know how good Monty is at the job, but they just don't understand like the day to day of all the stuff that he does, whether it's just even being a good person or just the X's and O's of the whole thing. And he's like just a good adjuster too. Like a lot of coaches like Dibs, <laughs> he's going to run what he runs and that's what yeah. he runs. And Monty, he's really good. Like Tyron Lou, he's probably like the best, adjuster in the league right now from game to game 
And I think Monty's really right up there with him. Like just one of those coaches that will make adjustments and change his team based off of what he has. And that's why I'm excited to see what he does with Chris Paul out for these last couple of games, because I really think he's going to test some lineups and see what he can do with this team with that. Yeah. I, I, I agree with everything you said. The pace is exactly the first thing that I thought of too. I'm like, hold on, but they're not playing how Chris Paul wants to play. So that, that argument doesn't even really have any weight to me. And yeah, I mean, you could give Chris Paul credit for some of the things that the young guys have been able to do, but like DeAndre Ayton going from like a C defender to an A defender. Like, I mean, I guess just give that to Mark Bryan or like Aaron Baines. Like yeah. at a certain point, you're just making excuses to not give the dude credit. And I feel like he, he deserves a lot more. On the note of Jokic, though, that's that's I forgot about that, that he said some of that stuff. And I know you had said you were looking forward to the uh, ability of the All-Star break to just be like pure propaganda yeah. for the Suns. <laughs> that's the second big man now that has talked up something about the Suns. We had Gobert, <laughs> and now we have Jokic. Like, what what comes next here? Is, is, is LeBron's next tweet going to be that he's headed to Phoenix and Bronny's coming with him in two years or where are we headed with this? I think it's hard to not look at the team and realize Chris Paul can give anybody 20 and 15. <laughs> like, I think yeah. this is where they come. They saw Biombo come from the street and have the most points he's ever had in his career. I think bigs just see it and they're like, that looks fun. Like, I think every single big sees it. Like, Rudy probably has never touched the ball more than Biombo has in a game, probably. And I think they noticed that. And it's wild to them. They're like, I'm an all-NBA player, and this dude that wasn't even in the league yesterday gets more touches than me somehow. And I just think, like, that's just one of the things that players notice more than probably, like, fans or, like, uh, fans of other teams. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of funny, honestly, to me that, Monty actually really seemed to embrace the all-star stuff. I I didn't think he would. Like, I kind of thought he would just be, like, pop about it, just like, yeah. a, like, a, like a hermit that comes out of his house for the weekend and just, all right, tell me where I have to be. Like, what the hell are we doing now? Who am I talking to? What are we doing? And they seem to have fun with it, which is cool. Like, that's what you should do. It's, it's probably tiring, too, to not have a break. But, like, yeah. they seem to actually embrace it. Like, the, the pictures of him and Book, you know, hugging each other and, it seemed like the assistants were having fun with the rising stars stuff. Like that was actually a pretty cool showcase for like, Hey, the Suns are not only great, but like, you know, they're, they're fun personalities. They're actually like people that you want to spend time with. And, and Jokic is coming here in two years. <laughs> I don't even know when his contract ends. I don't, I have no idea. I, he's not leaving Denver, but no. <laughs> we can, we can dream. Um, no. Uh, so Monty, I, I'm looking at one of the odds. Uh, I don't think Bet Online has him up for Coach of the Year, but I'm looking at one odds maker has Monty minus 200, which is like pretty. I didn't think it would be that high. I yeah. feel like there is a legitimate possibility that he missed his window last year, but I don't know. Uh, JB Bickerstaff from Cleveland, Taylor Jenkins from Memphis, Spo. I think Spo is probably the like one one B for me. I mean, to do what they've done with Bickerstaff. So many, with injuries and stuff, it's, it's yeah. crazy. He, he's he's coached the hell out of it. I mean, he coaches the hell out of his team every year. Has he ever yeah. won one? I don't know if he has. I'm not sure if he has either. I think it would be hard not to give it to bigger staff this year, though. <laughs> like, okay. that's probably the one that I'm probably thinking it goes to. But, see, that's the thing, though. That was what Monty did last year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my I, like, it, I think they just don't, didn't know what to do with the Suns. Like, I just – 
nobody trusted it until we got to the finals. And then this year we just started housing teams. And I just don't think that they care anymore. I just think it's one of those things where we got too good too fast. Like, I don't think the Cavs are going to be as good as we are. Like we really went from a two seed to a one seed. I don't think the Cavs are going to do that. So I just don't, I think it's just hard for people to respect the jump because it just happened so quick. If we were like a four and then jump to a one or like a five, and then jump to a one, it would have been cooler to most people, but we just got good really fast. And I just yeah. think it was kind of jarring. Yeah. It's disappointing. I hope, I hope he's right there. I, I think he has a pretty good, good shot at it. Uh, Spo has never won coach of the year. He won co coach of the year from the coaches union, kind of like Bonnie did last year in 2017, yeah. which I guess that was one of the years when LeBron had left and he was coaching yeah. a bunch of role players. Uh, it's kind of a weird season to get it, but uh, hey, whatever. Uh, I, I think I think those are two of the best coaches in the NBA. And if they both get one seeds, like I get we want to follow the kind of fun story with some of this stuff. But like, I don't know, man, at a certain point, like there's some of these awards where it's like, yeah, Pop should win it every year. Then maybe Kerr should have been winning it every year. And then whatever, like we don't need to get cute with it. Like, I understand your point about Bickerstaff. I know you're not necessarily saying he's the best coach in the NBA, but like, come on, like we're going to go through a whole season and we're going to give it to like the cute four seed. Like, I don't know. To me, (laughs) it should be Monty. He is great. He, uh, he has a task ahead of him with this, with this Chris Paul absence. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Let's, let's close out. We have not done a segment like this in a while, but I'm going to uh, hold you accountable for your tweets. We didn't have a lot to, we didn't have a lot to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> with this last one so uh let's let's have some fun to close things out first though guys this episode of locked on suns brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's difficult if not impossible to walk into a chain store or even heaven forbid a dealership and expect to get what you need at a reasonable price and not be uh run through complete crap honestly you get told this is the right product and then it's not you get told this price and you know that that is a complete ripoff. Well, Rock Auto solves all of that. They have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They are a family-run business, so they get what the deal is. And they've been doing it, again, online for 20 years, which means that they have a very easy-to-use interface, a very straightforward system. All you do is type the car in that you have, scroll down to the part that you need, and click purchase, and it's at your door within days. That's that's really it. Told you guys the story several times about the day that I was distracted many years ago by Tyler Eulis being the starting point guard for the Suns. I was on my phone like an idiot while I'm backing my car up because I was excited about Tyler Eulis because that's where we were as Suns fans back then. <laughs> Smashed my rearview mirror to shreds and had to buy a new one. But rockauto.com was where I went. was able to buy in the right color even, the right part, and purchased it and assembled it myself because you don't need to have a dealership put a mirror on. It's pretty easy. So for parts like that, that you know how to do, you know what you need. Well, Rock Auto comes in and saves the day. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection of live low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right. We got to keep this fairly localized. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So you had a, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever look at the YouTube comments of our videos. I recommend not doing so. But one time when we talked about things on your Twitter timeline at one point, somebody said that we were going to, our channel, my channel, the, the Locked on Suns channel was going to get 
nobody was ever going to follow or care about it if we kept talking about TV, because that's not what we're here to do. So I <laughs> respectfully disagree, but um, we'll, we'll try to see if we can keep this a little bit more organized. Okay. You seem to hate the rain is where I want to start. <laughs> can you just you said you wanted to fight because your socks were wet. You said that Phoenix is, is you're, you're accusing the city of making you get high. Um, I don't know. I don't know why you're, you're lashing out in this way. It's, it's just some water in the sky, man. It's, we only get it like five times a year. Um, first of all, it's universal for humans to hate wet socks. That's not just me. Everybody. Oh, yeah, no. The socks thing. I can't argue with. I can't argue with. It's disgusting. It sucks. <laughs> but technically being from the Midwest is I've been known to just hate the rain here. <laughs> it's just different here. And I don't know what it is about it. It's like the smell is different. Just the way it hits you is different. I don't know. But my relationship with Phoenix rain has never been good. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> I... I don't, so my growing up here problem with, with rain is I hate that I get so disoriented. I have no concept of time. That's the thing I hate about when it rains, when the sky's gray all day, then it's like, is it 9am or like 6pm? And there's no difference. <laughs> I hate that. I don't know what it is, but that's always the thing. I don't mind the getting wet. I don't really have like a jacket. Cause I don't feel like people who live here think to buy that type of stuff. So that part sucks, but no, it's like, I don't, my whole day is gone and I don't even know what happened. Like, I don't know. It disorients me. I don't get, I don't, I don't get angry, but I get yeah. disoriented about it. Okay. You tweeted a picture of, is this, what is this? NBA 2K1? NBA Live 97. <laughs> okay. Were you, were you actually watching this on YouTube? I was watching you it. Said, Okay, you said, for everybody listening at home, on YouTube, getting my NBA fix to make it to Thursday, you actually found a playthrough of NBA Live 97. Yeah, with a Michael Jordan player number 89 <laughs> as Michael Jordan because he wouldn't give his rights to video oh, yeah. games. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I was just watching that because we've come a long way. And Rodman got like this first six rebounds over Shaq. It was actually really interesting. <laughs> I think that what's the is that the first NBA game that you remember playing a bunch? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, mine was I definitely have played that game. Mine was NBA 2K3. And what? My, yeah, the best <laughs> accomplishment I ever or no 2K5 maybe what I think it was five because that aligns with the thing I'm about to say, which is that the best achievement I've ever had in my entire life, like. I have a job, I got married and whatever. The best <laughs> achievement in my entire life is I scored 103 points with Chauncey Billups in NBA 2K5 <laughs> on, it can't have been 12 minute quarters. I, I'm sure the settings were like five minute quarters or whatever. It was just walk the ball up the court, pull up from three. And I scored, I think I like had recently learned when I was a kid, like, hey, Wilt scored a hundred. Isn't that cool? And I was yeah. like, yeah, but I'm about to score 103. And I did it. Chauncey Billups. So I, I still remember NBA 2K5. That's the walkthrough that I would watch. Is You're the reason the NBA is the way that it is now. All threes. I, yeah. Steph Curry did not ruin the NBA. I did with, uh, with NBA 2K5. Okay. The last thing I wanted to ask you about before we close out uh, is TV. So whoever commented down below, you can uh, watch this. You can delete your YouTube account and throw your computer out a window or whatever you said you were going to do. But um, 
Barry. We have to talk about Barry. I did not know you were a, a fellow Barry lover. Oh, oh my god! I am god. so excited for this show to come back. Yeah, I'm doing my rewatch because it's like oh, I almost forgot what happened. Oh, I have no <laughs> then, idea. Yeah, and so like I forgot that it ended so wild for season two with the shootout and stuff. And yeah. so like I had to watch that again. And yeah, I can't believe it's been three years. It's really insane that it's been out this long. <laughs> The fact that we're getting that and Atlanta. Do you watch Atlanta? Of course I do. <laughs> okay. The fact that you get that and Atlanta in like, I think they're in the same month is, uh, yeah. Let's just say now I know the pandemic is over. We're getting we're getting TV back in our lives. That, that was sorely <laughs> missed. Uh, but yeah, people should watch Barry. That show, it's like one of those shows where people, I'll, I'll give the recommendation. I think I told my mom even to watch it. She... I don't know. She was looking for stuff and I was like, it's kind of violent, but I think you would like it. And she's like, Oh, what's it about? And I'm like, well, it's Bill Hader. And her eyebrows kind of go up like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, but he, he's like an assassin kind of, and he used to be in the military. It's like, he kind of is going through PTSD stuff, but also it's kind of a comedy and like you explain it and you almost turn people off. Like I feel like yeah. you just have to just, you just have to dive in. Yeah, like explaining Noho Hang to a person would just be impossible <laughs> and you can never yeah. tell how hilarious he is. So that's like my whole thing is like, I remember I only watched the first episode and then I was like, yeah, it was cool. But I didn't watch it for like a year. <laughs> okay. And then I started it again because a bunch of people were like, no, that was like the best show on TV. And I started it over. I was like, all right, this is incredible. But yeah, like explaining it to people would just be hard to get them to watch it. <laughs> no, it's, it, and then you throw in the fact that Henry Winkler's in it and it's just kind of like <laughs> you just you just it's like you, you have to be there you have to yeah. watch it you gotta just you gotta just embrace it um all right we can do we can do a check-in I feel like next week we have to uh debrief on the Suns need to just like not do anything entertaining for the week so that yeah. when you come back we can do a, a debrief on the season finales of uh Euphoria and, and Righteous Gemstones because of course <laughs> um, you know yes the NBA happens but I'm more thrilled than anything that that jazz game on Sundays at one 30. So I can go <laughs> at night. Yeah. That's, like an early that, game. <laughs> that's the real priorities. All right, man. Uh, you guys can follow Aaron's work at all caps NBA, which is on the take line YouTube channel. Uh, go support them. They're off this week, but check them out, subscribe, catch every single episode. And uh, we will be back tomorrow here on locked on suns to recap the first game back suns thunder, which will be a road game. A little bit of a weird way to start the, the second half with a, a, a Thunder game, but we'll see what happens. We'll see who starts at point guard, and I'll be right here for all of it. Thanks for making Locked on Suns your first listen, guys, and I will talk to you tomorrow.